This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to Buckets, Episode 7. What player, if cloned five times, could most easily beat his current team? Wait, what? Sorry, I should have warned you that things were about to get hypothetical, but... Then again, so are debates about the best team ever, and we're way closer to cloning than time travel. So I'll repeat, what player, if cloned five times, could most easily beat his current team? I'll only accept one follow-up question. Is the cloned player also on the original team? Great question. The answer is yes. So let's start with the MVP. Could five James Hardens beat the Houston Rockets? I'm... Not so sure. The Rockets are deadly when firing on all cylinders, and I don't know if five James Hardens are going to slow that down, or D-up a Harden-Capella pick-and-roll. That's a win for the current team over the clones. What about Steph Curry? He's probably too short to guard KD, Draymond, and Clay. In fact, maybe the Warriors and Rockets are too much of a well-oiled machine to defeat any clone team, though I think five KDs put up a fight. What about five Ben Simmons versus the Sixers? Mm, maybe not enough shooting there. And who guards Embiid? Well, what about five Embiids? Maybe not enough dribbling skills. All right, let's focus on great players on bad teams. Anthony Davis comes to mind, but is he good enough at bringing the ball up the court? You need somebody who can dribble against an elite defensive point guard like Drew Holiday. That one's close, but I think the Pelicans win the best of seven in six games. So who's a no-brainer, clone him, and sweep his current team? You need a bigger player who can play and guard all five positions going against a team that isn't super elite. I think five LeBrons probably destroy the current Lakers. That's a very scary thought. But if I had to wager on one clone team to most definitely beat his current team, I think my farm is on five Yannises. Yanai? Five Yan Five Greek freaks take down the Bucks every time. Imagine Malcolm Brogdon seeing Giannis dribble down towards him, then another Giannis is posting up Eric Bledsoe, passing to the Giannis who is really refreshed because he just had to spend the entire game guarding Brooke Lopez. Five freaks, clean sweep, guarantee. What do you think? Did I leave anybody out? Let me know by shouting at me on Twitter. All right, let's get real. My guest today is an actor and NBA fanatic. He plays Simon on How to Get Away with Murder, and on The Shy, he plays somebody named Amir. Amir. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. But I'm most interested in how this man, a Laker fan, a Kobe stan, was born in Boston and lived in Chicago. Please welcome Two Buckets, Bezad Dabu. You getting bucket buckets? That's it. That's Hi, everybody. Thing. There we go. Uh, that's my two-second theme song. It's to one skirt uh, copyright issues. The and NBA and NBA seem Bob Costas. Thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, two. It just it starts and ends at the same exact time, which is kind of fun. There is, if you all haven't seen it, that John Tesh does that theme. That's right. Round ball rock. And there is a uh, video on him on YouTube uh, doing the air piano to that. <gasps> Um, so he is this like at a co comic relief event, or no, he's just no, drunk so, at home by himself? No, no, no. He's like doing a concert, and and he's like he's out the audience clapping, and he's like clap, 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 <laughs> and then he goes, da, 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 wow. da, da. and as the orchestra's playing it, he's air pianoing it oh because he's God. so excited, and then he goes into playing it on the piano. It's you could just type in John Tesh air piano, <laughs> and it's the NBA and NBAC theme. So I wonder if he was famous for that while it was happening, or like only because of the internet did it like come out famous, that John Tesh. He got famous because of he was in a band with Yanni. John Tesh and Yanni were in a band. John Tesh and Yanni were in a band, and then I forget the name of the band, but they broke up, and the drummer, okay, who's one of the best drummers in the world, Charlie Adams. Wow. 
left with Yanni to create their own band. So what, what is this Yanni Charlie Adams band that I've never even heard of? That's just Yanni. Got it. Okay, so Yanni includes, he is so big, his name Correct. sort of includes other people. Correct. And then Yanni did this performance live at the Acropolis. Yeah. And it's the second most watched music video of all time after Thriller. Wait. Are you just including YouTube? Because I thought Gangnam Style was the most watched video. I don't think so. I think it's 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 because like they did the PBS reruns over and over and over again. Oh, so it includes like TV plays, everything, and then also in um, that was the 2004 Olympic theme. Yanni's Santorini live at the Acropolis because it was in Athens. That's right. And so Yanni and Charlie Adams like became this massive band. They also have like the best violinist in the world. This Armenian dude from Glendale. (laughs) People love him. Um, and I'm a you big Yanni Armini. fan. Are you? I'm a Yanni fan. Are you a Yanni head? I'm a Yanni super fan. His daughter also, by the way, is this gorgeous woman <laughs> who lives in Studio City. And you just love Yanni in the valley. I love Yanni. And my whole thing is like... His I, dentist is an Encino. <laughs> my whole thing is like, I don't know if she's single, married with kids or anything, but like I have this like dream that like one day I'm going to run into Yanni's daughter at a coffee shop and just be like... <laughs> Hi, and we're going to get together. <laughs> you know what Yanni's daughter looks like. She's beautiful. Yeah. Johnny, what's her name? Tell me it rhymes with Yanni. I, her name is uh, Crystal Rose. Wow. That would have be been wrong my last guess, I think. I could be wrong on that, but it's like Crystal Lynn or like... You know what? You're thinking of another porn star you know from the <laughs> valley. She's <laughs> right from Sherman that. Oaks. <laughs> <laughs> I but actually... It, <laughs> I, I, I could be... Maybe it's like Christina Lynn, but it's something like that. It's like two first names. Got it. Yeah. And then you're just a... Wait, does Yanni have a last name? I swear we're going to talk about basketball, but does Yanni have a last name? He does. And I think it's like... It's it, Antetokounmpo, right? It's something like... It's like Yanni... <laughs> From Alopolis or something like that? He was the original Is this Greek racist? You know? oh, no, it's not. <laughs> Yanni Lamacromolis La or something like that. Got it. So he just goes by Yanni. He's incredible. I love Yanni. I've been to Yanni live like three or four times. I just went at the Greek uh, like last month when he was here. Pun intended? Or uh, just oh, he really coincidentally. Was at the Greek, coincidentally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Just to get us into the mode of basketball, I start yeah. every episode, or I would say every other episode, with a little a brain-warming activity. I'm going to throw out a theme for you, and then we're going to list players. Okay. Uh, I'm cheating because I have the list in front of me, so I can sort of guide you. But this okay. is just to, like, you know, your brain is thinking about Yanni, you're thinking about the Valley, and now it's like, okay, this is basketball mode. Let's get anyone, everyone into it. And I'm putting you on the spot. I didn't give you a warm-up. I no, didn't give you a heads-up or anything. No heads-up. Okay. I have in front of me a list of the all-time leading L.A. Clippers point total scores. So this okay. is the Clippers' all-time point leaders okay. in their career. Who scored the most points for the Clippers? Uh, while they have, were with the Clippers. That's right, while they were with the Clippers. Okay. So I have 25 names here. Right off the bat, I got to tell you, number one is Randy Smith, because it's a guy I'd never heard of who Would've played for the that, Buffalo yeah. Braves. Okay. So that, that include, most of these guys are L.A. Clippers, and then there's a few Buffalo Braves in there, because okay. I guess that's where they started before moving to San Diego. So I'm looking at just names I don't of have to go L.A. In order, Clippers. Though, right? Not in order, just okay. fire some off, and I'll let you know how, how you stand. Okay, um, Chauncey Billups. Chauncey Billups is <laughs> not in the top 25. That's crazy. Okay, uh, Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan. Blake Griffin is second to Randy Smith. DeAndre Jordan is eighth. Okay. Um, Lamar Odom? Lamar Odom is 25th. You okay. are in the top 25. Good um, call. Um, th- okay. Uh, there's a few, like, current Lob City type players, and then there's some, like, 90s when they were, like, the whipping boy of the league's type players. What about, like, the whole, like, Darius, Miles, Quinton Richardson? Are they in there? They're not in the top uh, 25. Baron Davis. Baron Davis, also not in the top 20. That shocks you'd, me, too. You'd be great for 25 through 50, because you are naming all those people. Is Chris Paul in there? Chris Paul is sixth. Okay. Um, 
Crumb Butler? <laughs> Butler is not on the list. Not even top 50. Oh, J.J. Redick. That's right. J.J. Redick is 21st on the list. New GM of the Sixers. Elton Brand, of course. Of course. Elton Brand, of course. Of course. Um, and there's some great names. I got to just say Benoit Benjamin because I don't think you Benoit Benjamin. Him, I just lo- I Which just... was funny because his jersey had Benoit on the back, so people would call him Benjamin Benoit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, his Clipper jersey said Benoit yeah. on the back? I don't know why. They do this with African names a lot, too. You're they'll, right. They'll do like the... Nene or something. N- exactly. <laughs> um, but for some reason, a lot of his jerseys would have Benoit on the back. And I was like, his name's Benjamin Benoit. And they were like, no, it's Benoit Benjamin. And, and then like, there was David Benoit, who pronounced right. Benoit differently, even though it said Benoit. <laughs> uh, some other names on the top ten. Corey Maggetti. Of course. Corey Maggetti. He went to Fenwick High School outside of Chicago. People love him in Chicago. Uh, that, is that where you went to high school? No. But you... No. <laughs> You just know people that. know that, yeah. Danny Manning is what I was trying to. Of course, Danny towards. Manning, yeah. who now is as the assistant coach for the Kansas Jayhawks. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Lloyd Vaught, remember that name, or Ken oh. the Snake Norman. We got Ron Harper and Chris Kamen on the list. Chris Kamen, of course. Yeah, Chris Kamen is an of course. Probably the rebounding leader after <laughs> uh, after DeAndre, DeAndre and Blake. Blake. Yeah. Uh, and then the last great name on this list that I wanted to get to was uh, Eric Pietkowski. No, I, would like, have never said that. I grew up making fun of Eric Fikowski. He was like the original stretch four. Like he was the Ryan Anderson before there was Ryan Anderson. I wanted to say Sam Cassell, but he probably only played there for like a year and a half because he's played at every team for <laughs> no more than a year. <laughs> he just did the big balls dance from city yeah. to city. He until must have he was played retired. for 17 teams. He's also a, a assistant somewhere now. I think maybe for the Clippers. Oh, yeah. He's one of Doc's assistants. Uh, so explain to me how you are born in Boston. Uh, and you become a Laker fan. I mean, I was born in Boston, but I was raised in upstate New York, and then I lived for 12 years in Chicago. And I Which in 12 LA. years? 18 to 30. Oh, wow. That's a big, That's like the target demo. Exactly. And yeah. I was in Chicago that time <laughs> as a Kobe Bryant Laker fan. Not the best place to be. So how did, how did the Laker fan st- stardom start well, when you're an East Coaster? So born in Boston, my parents were immigrants, and they didn't know much about sports, but they knew they came to this country in 86. Got it. So did my parents. So they came to this country. Actually, they came to this country like 85, 86. Yeah. So they came here and they went to, right to Boston. My dad went to MIT. Got so it. they like knew Boston names. Right. They knew like the Celtics. Larry Bird. Exactly. I've always in my life been drawn to things. My parents said this to me from a young age. Things with people of color. I've just been drawn to it. Interesting. The music I was listening to, the TV shows I was watching. <laughs> like I was watching In Living Color and Martin and Moesha. <laughs> and I was not watching like Friends and Seinfeld and Full House. So a little seven-year-old watching Martin. For real. I really was. And the same thing and so and then also like the music i listened to i had my parents that i loved like motown and i just wasn't listening to like rock and roll like, interesting and 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 so when we watched the lakers and the celtics games mama said that as a toddler i was like pointing to lakers players <laughs> uh, just like this people of color team versus the white team yeah and then also when i got i loved the way the arena looked with the lights out on the crowd but on the court that the like showtime. showtime look yep and then as like a boy i was watching Inside stuff, Ahmad Rashad. <laughs> right. And I loved Kobe. So that's how you started. And that was 96, and I was nine. So at nine years old, Kobe is drafted by the Hornets, traded to the Lakers. For, for Vlade Divac. Yeah. And I'm just like. I'm in. I'm in. And I already liked him. Even as a rookie. Even as a rookie. Bald-headed Bald-headed. Rookie, slam dunk champ. Slam dunk champ rookie. Airball in threes. Airball, exactly. Coming <laughs> off the bench. Uh, 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 I'm hearing the stories about how he's better than Eddie Jones in That's practice, right. but Eddie Jones is starting. <laughs> yeah, and I'm a, I'm like, oh, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. And then like, and then the the lockout stuff, the Shaq stuff. I mean, like the the the, the Gary Payton, uh, uh, Carl Malone years. <laughs> I just, 
I became a Lake. I just loved the Lakers. And I, you know, it's funny. I also liked Jordan a lot. Because you were, wait, well, you were in Chicago when? What years? I didn't get to Chicago until 2005. Got it. So this is after all that. But stuff. I liked Chicago when I was in upstate New York. I liked um, Anthony Hardaway. Yep. I really liked uh, uh, Detroit Pistons, Grant Hill. <laughs> okay. Um, I really liked, um, I liked like Glenn Robinson for the Bucks. He was a fan. I was but a fan. Most of, his. of all was Kobe. But Kobe for sure was my guy. And that led your Lakers fandom. Correct. That sort of guided it through the years. Love Shaq too. Right. We all love Shaq. Yeah. Until Shaq had to go. Yeah. Were Still you, loved him. Were you, were you on that? Were you on the Kobe side of that feud? Absolutely. <laughs> I said this, you know, to somebody yesterday. Um, because was, you talk about it nearly daily. Uh, this Sh- Kobe Shaq feud, it still burns. <laughs> it still burns bright within you. But I was like, Kobe Bryant's like myth the the myth of what kobe ryan is it's like hard working get there early work yeah. like actually like funneled a lot of like the way i approach things in life it is pretty i mean his work ethic specifically is very inspiring you hear about stories about him getting to the gym at like 3 30 in exactly. the morning or like staying mm-hmm. up all night and practicing not sleeping and no one's gonna outwork me yeah kind of thing and so like i was all about that i was like shaq you want to fuck around and do this and that yeah like you no. want the rapping you want the but now yeah. you're you want to become an actor like shaq does so you you have a little bit of <laughs> shaq right. in you too right. but kobe won the oscar first <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Shaq was in Kazam. Then 15 years later, Kobe wins an Oscar. Yeah, exactly. I think for Shaq Fu. Or no, it was, about a, it was an animated short. Yeah. Never mind. My favorite thing was like when Shaq was like, for your final game, he was like, just get 40, man. Just get 40. <laughs> and then like Kobe dropped 60. <laughs> I love that. Uh, do you remember your saddest moment as a Laker fan? Like growing up as a boy, did they ever make you cry? Yeah. Uh, when they were up 3-1 against the Suns in 06. Forget it, as a boy. I was a full adult. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you remember crying as a boy? Yeah, uh, 11 years ago. <laughs> as a 25-year-old. Uh, yeah, when they were up 3-1 and lost that series, I was like, ugh. Yeah, well, really, that was Kobe willing them to victory. He had that like that buzzer beater at Game Staples. Four. The, the Two, double buzzer beater. Bump, the chest bounce. First one was the Smush Parker steal. That's right. To send it into to overtime. To send it overtime with the amazing, incredible yeah, like floater acrobatic. layup. He made that look easy, but that was like a double pump it, layup over an outstretched oh, Stoudemire, was it? Stoudemire and over the backboard. Crazy angle with the <laughs> touch. I mean, crazy <laughs> Euro step. And then, I love it. It was like six seconds left winning the jump ball. It's like, how did it happen? Like Luke Walton won that jump ball. Wins the jump ball. It goes right to Rokobius. He gets the ball. <laughs> and he's like literally like, I know that I have six seconds. I know the spot I want to get to. I know I'm double teamed. That is weird. I know that I'm going to shoot it and the buzzer is going to go off in the middle <laughs> of the time that it's in there. And he's I'm like, going to hit it. It's yeah, like I'm sprinting to the corner of the free throw. And everybody knew they weren't touching the ball. Yeah. And that's no. what's amazing to me is like <laughs> everybody in that arena knew who was shooting it and where he was going to shoot it. That's like the Larry Bird in him where he's like, I'm going to tell you where I'm going to shoot it. I'm exactly. going to tell you that I'm going to shoot it. You can't stop it. Exactly. So he was like, he was one of the few like uh, players on offense where it, d- it really didn't matter. He almost relished the great defense. Exactly. Like the buzzer beaters against Portland were like, Ruben Patterson, Ruben Patterson was on like, him, and he was like, yeah, yeah. like in his jersey. Yep, two in the same clutch. game. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Those are absurd. The, there was like a great, it was a game he had a great mid, he was like 15 for 17 from mid-range. It was Alvin Gentry was on the side and like throwing different dodgers and he hit him Give on the butt. butt. It was like, yeah. That was also, what, that might have been the same series. No, because that, uh, the Suns coach then was Dan Tony. That's right. Because that was the seven seconds or less Suns. That's right. That was like the 20, 2010 Lakers exactly. that were actually winning the game. Exactly. That was the Pau Gasol <laughs> It's, the irony is, I think, that Kobe was probably a better player in 2005. Oh, for sure. So His like, 2006 run was like, that was like just 
get get the fuck out of my way. Let's see what I can do. That was like 62 points when the Dallas Mavericks had 61 at the end of the third. <laughs> right. That was uh, the, the February where he averaged 48 or something yeah. like that. Which when you're <laughs> when you're rooting for a bad team, like for the last four years, I was rooting for you know the bad Lakers. As I'm sure you were. There are certain players that you can stomach because it's a bad team. It doesn't matter. Like I liked Swaggy P on the Lakers because it didn't matter. Like I want him to shoot a shot, turn around throw those threes out and let it rim out. Like, that's entertaining. I'd rather be great, but if I'm not going to be rooting for a good team, at least give me some characters. Yeah. So Kobe was like the alpha dog of that. Like, his team was bad. His team was bad. Totally. The Kwame, the Smush Parkers. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know who else was on that team. But they were not a very good basketball uh, team. Chris Mim. <laughs> Chris Mim. <laughs> Fucking, like, he he's, like, put everyone on his back and just... Like, uh, somebody dragging a Mack truck took them to a 3-1 lead in the first round. It felt uh, like a Herculean effort. Shannon Brown. Yes, exactly. Best block I've ever seen in my life, if you know the block I'm talking about. (laughs) Yeah, when it cuts to the reveal of the Lakers bench watching it. And it was a foul, technically, so it wasn't even a block. Yeah, I shouldn't have called that foul. That's one of those things as a ref, you gotta go, let this moment... (laughs) This, this moment is like bigger at the than end me. Of a blowout. Yeah, this moment is bigger than me. That's the greatest block I think I've ever seen. One of the. He really seemed like he pinned it to the top of the backboard. I mean, Shannon Brown is so athletic. What happened to Shannon Brown? He's so athletic, and that's <laughs> it. <laughs> so it's like it's like when the Raiders draft. I know you don't know about football, but for a certain amount of years, the Raiders just drafted the fastest person. Oh, so okay. like they're like, I don't know if he can catch. I don't know if he can run routes, but like, show me a fucking guy who can run a four two forty. Yeah, and it would never really pan out because you know you, there's more to football than running. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately for Shannon Brown, there's more to basketball than the, dunking. Yeah, although he was in a dunk contest and he wasn't very good at that either. There's some people who I can understand why they're not so much better. Shannon Brown's one of them, but the other he guy is, like is Wes Johnson. Wesley Johnson is like a pogo stick. Why is he not an all star? <laughs> He can, like, I remember him hitting a lot of threes on the The guy can shoot threes. He's like 6'7". He can dunk from the foul line. He is incredibly athletic. Wasn't he like the number four pick in the draft too? He was top five because I'm from Syracuse. (laughs) He went to Syracuse, so I know that. Yeah. But, like, then he just never did anything. And I was like, there's no reason that you're not an all-star, but there's really no reason that you're not a starter. (laughs) Like... Yeah, like, he's really no like, reason that you never had a big contract. If if I take off my glasses and look at him and Brandon Ingram, they sort of appear to be the same player. Except he can shoot better. Yeah, and yet Brandon Ingram is by far the superior basketball I player. I don't get it. He's one I don't get. Um, and I know this is weird because he's like a Hall of Famer, so this is weird to say. But Dwight Howard. You want him to be better. I yeah, want Dwight Howard to be one of the greatest of all time. I mean, like, he can run like a gazelle. He's, yeah. like, one of the only players. No one looks like him. No one can really – I just don't understand why. He had a, he had a high high. He just didn't sustain very yeah, long. But he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, but time. his body his body still looks like it hasn't regressed. So it's weird to see that the productivity has. Because he still looks like the same player that was averaging 28 and 12 or whatever. Right. But – um, all right, so fast forward to today. Yeah. Uh, the last year we keep hearing about LeBron to the Lakers, LeBron to the Lakers. Uh-huh. And then it finally happens, and there's this, like, kind of weird undertone, this... Uh, it's almost like Laker extremists that, like, start uh, pushing back on the idea a little bit. Like, you hear about these Kobe, quote-unquote, stands that are like, I don't even want LeBron here. That's not me. Does that Did that ever resonate with you as a Kobe... 
uh, Stan, not to yeah. you know generalize, but like no, I think that's ridiculous. So you think the idea of disliking LeBron coming to your team is absurd? Absurd. Yeah, which I do too. I think it's absurd because I'm not a LeBron hater. Right. When Kobe retired, like Russell Westbrook became like my favorite player to watch. <laughs> he was the Kobe yeah. of. 2014 or whatever. I was like, you're my favorite player to watch for sure. Yeah. But like, I think it's like patently absurd to think that anyone's <laughs> better than LeBron in this league over the last 10 years. Right. I think it's patently absurd to deny that LeBron is one of the greatest players of all time. Definitely top five in my opinion, if not, and, and any number in that top five you can argue. Yeah. Um, I think people love to hate on LeBron and like find these things about LeBron and they're just literally searching for reasons to hate LeBron. That's right. And so when, if you're a true Kobe fan, then like the true theme of what you love about Kobe is winning. Yep. And the best chance for us to be winning with this great young core we have is to surround him with LeBron James. That's correct. And I just don't understand. I think if you are a Kobe stan, that because you, that's because you started watching basketball in 2004. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Where I, it's like, wow, this guy scored 60 points a game, so he must be the best player ever. Yeah, and like you got on the stand of like hating LeBron, but I don't, I don't understand it. It's funny, like when you think about things, it was... It was Jordan or Magic, Jordan or Bird, Jordan or Drexler, Jordan or Barkley, Jordan or Akeem. That's right. So, like, the common theme was Jordan. Yes. Then it was Kobe or Vince, Kobe or T-Mac, Kobe or Iverson, <laughs> Kobe or Duncan, Kobe or, you know, yeah. LeBron. That just shows you how good he was for how long he Kobe. was. Yeah. And now it's LeBron or Melo, LeBron <laughs> or Wade, LeBron or, you know, Durant, KD. LeBron yeah. or K It's just like, so now who's the common theme? LeBron. So, like, that's how we can decide. I mean, there's only one person... And everybody else only gets a year. That's right. Brandon There's... Roy had a year. <laughs> you know? Kobe or Brandon Roy. Yeah, exactly. Um, He's the litmus test. That's a good uh, That's a good nickname for someone, though. The uh, litmus test. The litmus test, yeah. Yeah the, yeah, the bar at which you compare every other great player yeah. to. Because for three months it was T-Mac, and then it was Vince Carter, and then it was, and it's like, yeah, but like, there's only one person who's we've been doing this for for ten years. Yeah, there's yeah. a reason that it's always Kobe being the comparison, or LeBron being or now the LeBron, and like. I don't know who it'll be in 10 years, but it'll be somebody else, and that'll be the guy. Yeah. Um, I want to talk to you about the Western Conference, but first, I have to read an ad. I got my first ad. Oh, great. This is crazy. You can chime in, or you cannot. Okay. It's completely up to you. Okay. Uh, it's for SeatGeek, so thank you to SeatGeek for sponsoring this episode. Have you used SeatGeek ever? I have not. Uh, getting tickets online can be far too complicated. With hundreds of sites and varying levels of reliability, it's hard to know who to trust. So SeatGeek is the best way to go. They pull millions of tickets into one place so you can easily find your seats. And then they sort it by value so that you can immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed so you can shop for tickets with confidence. Uh, I might pull the trigger on some Laker preseason games coming up because the excitement is palpable and I'm going to kick myself in the butt if I don't spring for at least a preseason game. I don't know if I can afford the home opener, but at least the preseason games. Uh, and if you want your own basketball tickets or whatever, football, they have musical theater, Broadway shows, uh, you can get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase by downloading the SeatGeek app and entering promo code BUCKETS today. That's promo code BUCKETS on the SeatGeek app, and it's $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Do, do yourself a favor. Buy yourself a ticket. Go to a sporting match. I know you like basketball. You made it this far in the podcast. So uh, thank you to SeatGeek for sponsoring our episode. I'll never forget you guys. Our first sponsor. Thanks, SeatGeek. All right, I asked you what you wanted to dive into today, and you said 
the story that's most intriguing to you is the fact that there's probably 11 great teams in the West. Historically great, maybe. Yes. And unfortunately, only eight playoffs slots. Totally. So in, until the NBA uh, says, let's just get the best 16 teams in here. Which they should do. Which they should do, but won't do. Uh, there's invariably people on the outside going to be looking in. Um, do you have an idea in your head of who these top 11 teams are? So one of the problems I have in my circle is that uh, my circle of friends is a lot of actors. and I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. And a lot of, <laughs> a lot of like, you know, people in the industry. And I went to an art school, too. So even in my college, I was like, I'm, I, I didn't find a lot of people I could have like a, an equal level of NBA conversation with. Right. People who know who the 10 All-Stars are, I can't have a real conversation with. <laughs> oh, you're saying that's not good enough. You yeah. gotta know more. Exactly. 10 All-Stars is not enough. It's Give not the enough. 22nd most yeah. scoring player in Clipper history. I want you to know the best, at least the best player on every team. And I want you to know the starting lineups. Most teams have a conversation with you. But anyway, so like, I can't always have these good conversations. Um, but I have, a, I have people like in group chats and stuff from all over the country that yeah. I'm friends with that I maintain. But regardless, yes. I've been thinking about this Western Conference. Yeah. And if we look at the Western Conference. Do you have a list right there? Because I came up with a list myself. I, have, I didn't make a list, but this is the Western Conference teams Just in, I have in front of me. In order, yeah. Okay. Any particular order? No. North to south, east to west, alphabetical, reverse alphabetical. Well, let's start with this. Okay, so the Warriors are making the playoffs. That's correct. I would say that. Okay. Barring uh, a team disaster. So that's one. <laughs> um, I would like to say that the Houston Rockets are making the playoffs. Are you giving them the second seed, though? Sure. Okay. That's two. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that... I don't know if anybody else is a certainty right now, by the way. Uh, sure. I would, I would stop right there in terms of sure bets. Those are the two that we know are getting into the playoffs. I would say the Lakers are a sure bet. I would strongly disagree with you. That's shocking to me. Let I would me make, say the Lakers are a sure bet. Let me make my case for you. Okay. Uh, when LeBron went to the Cav, or the Heat, or when LeBron went back to the Cavs, he was joining a great team. Mm-hmm. He wasn't uh, joining a team in progress. Mm-hmm. Those teams struggled out the gate because so much of basketball, mm-hmm. I'm sure you know, is chemistry. Mm-hmm. This team... The Laker team probably has the least chemistry as any team that he joined and probably has the least talent of any team that he joined. I'm not, just, I'm not saying that this team is talentless, nor am I saying there's no chemistry, but the fact of the matter is there's five, six new players, including the best player, uh, that have never played with each other before. We have a preseason to kind of figure things out. But there's no telling, like, what the first 30 games will look like. I wouldn't be surprised with 14 and 16 or 15 and 15. And when you slide that into the fact that the West is probably the best it's ever been, these games, like, even the first two games at Portland versus Houston, like, these losses start adding up. And then when you're on the outside looking in and you're seeing, like, okay, 49 wins, 48 wins didn't make Denver the playoff team last year. What if that number is 50 this year? Can the Lakers get to 50? They're going to beat Portland. <laughs> They're going to lose to Houston. Um, okay. But 500 isn't good enough. I, I agree with you, and I, but I disagree with you about... I think they're a really well-balanced team. And I... I know people, deep. I think people are making fun of like the meme team stuff, but I actually think this team is really well-made. Um, people keep talking about the lack of a shooter, which is absurd, because Josh Hart and KCP are actually really good shooters. Okay. Um... I love 
Rondo on this team? I love Rondo. I you, love Rondo on this team. Not hating Rondo. Did I you love, watch the preseason game yesterday? I did. 11 assists. San Diego. Yeah. And I love this idea of like Rondo sort of mentoring Lonzo Ball, keeping him in check. Love that. Do you want Rondo to start over Lonzo? I, I don't know. I think that Lonzo's going to start by All-Star break. Interesting. And I think that that's great. And I think that Rondo might finish out games. And I think that... I really think what's great about having Rondo on the bench is that, like, Lonzo knows that if he, like, messes up, he's going to go on the bench. Yeah. And Rondo's coming in. It's not like I, – I love the Rondo-Lonzo thing. I think that I, I really like the KCP, Josh Hart, Kuzma, small ball potential. I think they're making the playoffs. But even if – I agree they're not, like, a certainty like the Rockets or Warriors are. No. So if we take Rockets and Warriors – those are the certainties. Those no are the certainties. sure bets. Those are embedding the farm on them making the playoffs. I would also very – I think there's like three teams next that we can very confidently see are making the playoffs, and I think that is – So give me those three teams. I think that's the Thunder. Yep. I think that's Utah. Yeah. Um, and – The Lakers. And the Lakers. And I'll give you a fourth one. I think it's the Spurs. Yeah. And here's why I'm going to say – and this is like my hot take for the day. <coughs> yeah. The Spurs are better this year than they were last year. And <laughs> and 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 this that's because Kawhi didn't play. That's exactly right. So people keep like it's like I keep seeing this dumb take on yeah. on, on TV that like, well, Demar Derozan's not as good as Kawhi. Yeah. True, Kawhi didn't play. <laughs> Dewey is Kawhi, Demar Derozan's better than no Kawhi. Right. Oh, however, they didn't. They lost more than just uh, Kawhi. They lost Kawhi. They lost Danny Green. They lost Manu, and they lost Tony Parker. Manu and Tony Parker played a combined what six minutes a game. <laughs> but they were this, uh, they were I guess spiritually organizationally sure. very important. I think they're better off with Tony Parker gone because Dewante Murray is just going to have more time to shine. Without, Murray's great. Without having to like come off the bench for Tony Parker to come in and play six hopeless minutes. Okay, so I put those four teams next on my list as well. So I have Utah, OKC, Lakers, and the Spurs. What order do you have them in your brain? I would say Utah. Utah third, which is what I have as well. OKC? Yep. Lakers, Spurs. That's exactly what I have written down. Okay, so, that, so, <laughs> so now we're at Golden State, Houston, Utah. Okay, so wait. Let, let's talk about Utah for a second. Why of the? Why do you think they're the best of the rest? They're so good. <laughs> I don't have a roster in front of me. No, but Rudy Gobert anchoring a defense. Yeah, Ricky Rubio, who is a great point guard. Yep. Donovan Mitchell, who is the next star. I love Donovan Mitchell. He's like Dwayne Wade 2.0. I love Donovan <laughs> Mitchell. Okay. Then you got Joe Inglés. He's really fucking good. Inglés, very cool. Very uh, nice pronunciation. Habla <laughs> Inglés. He's like a great three-point shooter. <laughs> Love him. Jay Crowder, yep. great defensive player. Derek Favors? Yeah. They're good. They're good. I didn't even mention Dante Exum and Raul Neto who are coming up. Yep. I, I don't know if any of these guys got traded and I missed it this offseason, but like that's what I'm remembering right now. And like that's a good team. As a Laker fan growing up, I just remember how... Like, there were some teams that I thought we can beat at their home court. And then for, for whatever reason, whenever we play at Utah, it's like they hate the Lakers. They're so loud. The team plays so well at home. Mm-hmm. Like, them in Denver. For, like, Denver, I understand the altitude. Maybe the Utah altitude is a thing, too. A little, uh, Utah a little is, 2003 yeah. trial in, in Colorado <laughs> might, have, might have something to do with that. Utah is so difficult to play in Utah. They play so well at home. Their fans are so back, like, yeah. behind their team. Like, I can see them going 35 and 7 at home, 36 and I mean, 6 at home. Utah's great. Utah. Well coached, too. Is well what we coached. Say. I think the Thunder are fantastic. Right. So the Thunder are next. Yep. You think they get better 
uh, this year without Correct. Mello. Yeah, because they got better. They added some players. Yeah, they added Schroeder. Um, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. Um, they added um, uh, they added somebody else, too. And they went all in on Paul George. They, mm-hmm. you know, Westbrook Steven is still Adams Westbrook. Stephen Adams, great. Yeah. Um, they got Roberson back. Roberson didn't play, like, the last 30 games of last season. He was That's their defensive. factor. Their defensive on the wing. Yeah. Um, he even played last, like, 40 games. Yeah, so you're saying OKC probably gets better. OKC gets better. Schroeder's there. Nerland's Noel is there. Yeah, that's yeah. They're good. They're really good. Yeah, they're really good because that's uh, Jerry and Grant is going to be playing. Um, they're good. What worries me about them is that like it's still the same coach. It's still Billy Donovan for yeah. whatever reason. He can't quite. I don't know if it's like the new NBA game, but he's not. He just sort of lets Westbrook do his own thing, which is fun to watch Westbrook do. His own I love Melo. I'm a Melo fan, but on that team, they needed to give Melo shots to get him going. And like, I think him gone is a di- addition by subtraction because. Westbrook and Paul George can take more shots. Yeah. And then you just add Schroeder and you add Roberson back. Who, who don't need shots. Right. Who don't want shots. Yeah. Um, I thought OKC both... would be great last year, and they were like kind of, much like I'm worried about the Lakers this year, there's always a chemistry issue, but they're... They got two defensive stalwarts back. I mean, Schroeder and, and, and Roberson on the wing, Yeah, those are, they can be guarding the best players so Westbrook doesn't have to. Yeah. And Westbrook and Paul George can play D. They're really going to be good defensively, I think. Steven Adams defensively, they... That's going to be an awesome, like, second-round matchup. Yeah. OKC versus Golden State. They're going to be really good defensively. So, uh, OKC, the Spurs, again, because of addition with DeRozan is better than no Kawhi. Right. So and there's that. the systems, like, they're going to make the playoffs. And Marcus Aldridge is strong. Jacob, Jacob Podol, however you say it, yeah. is good. Um, <laughs> Dewante Murray is good. Uh, and then, so the Lakers, Spurs, 5-6. And then we have this logjam, these five teams that I consider to be, like, the, I mean, the rest of the West. I mean, that's Real and all five of them are better than everybody in the East except uh, Philly, Boston, and Toronto, Toronto, and maybe Milwaukee and the Wizards. Yeah, so they would they would all be like home court advantage in the East. Yeah, we have these are the five teams. You tell me who you have as seventh and eighth. Oh, Ready? it's tough. I don't even know. So we got the Pelicans, the Nuggets, the Blazers, the T Wolves, and then I'll even throw in the Grizzlies because they tanked of last course. year. Those are the five. Yeah, and then uh, but they still got Mike Conley and Marcus All, and you can't quite count them out. Both so, coming back, and they didn't play it all last year, really. Right. So who do you think of those five make the playoffs? I have to go with New Orleans. Just because... That's funny. So far, we, <laughs> I wrote a list. You didn't, but you've named one through seven exactly as I have. Okay. <laughs> so seventh is New Orleans, just by sheer fact that it's Anthony Davis. Drew Holiday is amazing. Drew Holiday just balled out in the playoffs One of the most year. underrated players in the league, Drew Holiday. Yeah, that might not be the case anymore after the... the he yeah. just picked apart. It's been like that Lillard for like five McCall. years, though, man. I know. Why doesn't nobody care about Drew Holiday? talk about Drew Holiday. And it's I, weird because he got this huge contract. Everyone's like, Drew Holiday, really? Yeah. It's like, yeah, Drew Holiday. Drew really. Holiday is awesome. Uh, Drewly. Didn't they get better? Oh, Julius Randle is good. That's right, Randle. Yeah. We let Randle walk. Yeah. I, I, they're good. New Orleans is my seven. Are you, <laughs> are you okay with letting Randle walk as a Laker fan? Yeah, because I understand the budget part of it. Like, he was about, he's expensive. He's a, but he's, he's what we gave Rondo. You prefer Rondo. We basically traded Randall for Rondo. Here's why I'm okay with that. At at a certain point, we have too many players we need to give time to. Because, uh-huh. like, Randall and Kuzma and Ingram and LeBron are kind of all the same position. That's right. We have a lot of threes and fours. Yeah. And um, so, I, liked, I liked Randall, but Randall was, he's, I don't know, he was due. Yeah, he was he was another one of those Lakers. Like he was great on a team that wasn't very good. 
if Lonzo's not playing well, Alex Caruso was coming in. <laughs> now if Lonzo's not playing well, Rondo's coming in. That's right. Rondo with LeBron and I and and KCP and Stevenson and McGee is not a bad like old man lineup. No. I don't I don't hate that lineup. I don't hate it, but I'm worried about just chemistry issues. These are guys who have never ever played together. Yeah, but I feel like good, I feel like I feel like Rondo and LeBron together are gonna be incredible. That's those what guys I are about. so smart. Yes. They both are so vocal. They're so communicative. They both mm-hmm. know how to play the game the right way. They both are championship players. Those two guys are smart. McGee is a, is finally going to have a chance to shine yeah. in a way that he's never had on any team. Um, and because he is athletic and talented, he's just an idiot. But like, <laughs> but like that's okay when you have Rondo and LeBron on your team. Yeah, we just need him to you know catch alley oops and get rebounds. Exactly. Um, Beasley's going to play five minutes a game with that. Um, um, I just like that tough guy. He's kind of like an enforcer, go follow somebody kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I don't mind that. Um, I don't mind it. I'm just skeptical about success in a West where all these teams have played together before. I mean, you watch the just even the first preseason game, which I know is like we shouldn't read too much into it. But Denver, a team with like not so many superstars, and their superstars are, you know, a little bit on the boring side. Paul Millsap and yep. Jamal Murray. Jokic. Uh, Jokic. Um but just the fact that they've played together before, like they're on autopilot sometimes, and the Lakers are like, we don't, we're not there yet. I think, it, I think they're gonna be so excited. I think the young guys are ready, and I think my, you know, I know I don't think you watch Game of Thrones, but um, the Peter Baelish of that team, the sort of like, watch out for this guy because uh-huh. he's gonna be way better than you think he is on that team is Josh Hart. No one's talked like I just saw the Lakers. They did a media thing where they released yeah. the eight players, <laughs> and Josh Hart wasn't even on there. Yeah, and then did you see his comment. Like, okay, then. I didn't actually see his yeah. comment. Oh. I guess he commented on this Instagram post. Yeah. It's like, we're ready for the season. Yeah. It's like the meme team and the youngsters. Exactly. And Hart and KCP are sort of left in the middle there. I didn't even see that. But the thing about Hart is, like, he is the best three-point shooter on the team. Yeah. He's a top 10 three-point shooter in the league. Um, I don't understand why people think he is not going to sit on the wing <laughs> and benefit from Rondo and LeBron. Which he did, started to do yesterday already. I mean, you are going to have to make a decision to leave Josh Hart wide open and double LeBron yeah. or single coverage LeBron. And then he can also like pump fake and drive. He's a great driver as well. For sure. And my, my point's like, and by the way, Lonzo's a great passer and great defender. It's so, going to be, at the very least, it's going to be very exciting and interesting to watch. Yeah. I'm just, I want to temper your expectations about the playoffs, even as a Laker fan myself. Oh, no, they're making the playoffs. <laughs> my, tempered expectations, right, my tempered expectations <laughs> is they're not going to be like the two or three seed. Right, the, no home court advantage. Right, but my tempered expectations are, I would be very disappointed if they didn't make the playoffs. I think they're making the playoffs. The problem is, okay, so now you got this eight seed, right? Yeah. And we have... Okay, so we have her down to Denver, Portland, Memphis, and Minnesota. That's crazy. Those are great teams. Think about Minnesota for a second. Carl Anthony Towns, Jeff Teague, like, like Andrew Wiggins, Wiggins, like even Todd Gibson and Deang are good picks. Like, do they have Jamal Crawford yet? Uh, <laughs> I think he was on the team last year, but he might be a free agent this year. I can't believe he's still a free agent. That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but regardless, oh, I, that's they're so good. And then you look at Denver. And they're, they're also going to get who they're going to get for Butler. So Butler might yeah. be on his way out. But they're holding off for, uh, if not a superstar, then like two Did or three great Did you hear pieces. about their absurd request <laughs> from Philly? <laughs> I don't believe it, but yes, I did hear that Ben Simmons. I believe Butler. that Thibodeau's that dumb. I have a lot of experience with Thibodeau from my Chicago years. He's an idiot. <laughs> Can you believe that call? Well, it's we just want like Ben Simmons 
how fast did Cleveland did Philly hang up? Well, anybody can want. Like it's like when the Spurs were uh, were dangling for Kawhi, they're like, okay, let's start the conversation at Ingram, Hart, Kuzma, and two draft picks. It's like, yeah, the Spurs want that. They're not gonna get it, but they can want it. I did twenty something episodes of How to Get Murdered in the last two years, uh-huh. and I was never a regular. So after every episode, I had to like renegotiate the next episode's contract. Got it. <laughs> If my option. agent went in there and was like, we want what Viola Davis is getting. <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's absolutely absurd. My agent would never do that. What's like, your NBA comp on that show? Who are you? Shannon Brown. <laughs> <laughs> if, if On the Lakers? If, yeah. Viola, if Viola Davis is LeBron yeah. or uh, Viola Davis is Kobe in, in that sense, yeah. then I'm definitely Shannon Brown. I'm the spark plug. Yep. I'm not a regular. I'm not a starter. But you can get a good block. You There's going to be a foul, in. but it'll be a nice YouTube clip. Um, the players all like me. Yeah. They, you know, <laughs> fan favorite, fan favorite. That's great. Um, uh, the Mark Madsen. Yeah, the fans know who I am, but not the laymans. The <laughs> you're not well, one of the ten all stars. No, 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 the no, casual no. fans. Know. No, no, no. I'm not a starter. I'm not a series regular. But <laughs> you're a deep cut. But I'm. A, but but and I showed up quite a bit. Um, but not every time. No, not every time because you want you want it like like salt. You want to be used sparingly. Exactly. And who knows if I'm coming back? Uh, <laughs> just like Shannon Brown. <laughs> just like just like Jimmy Butler. Who knows where you'll be next yeah. year? Yeah. And hopefully in five years they're not like what happened to Bezad. Yeah. We're just talking about Shannon Brown, but you know <laughs> they're gonna be like, how do they let him go? Not yes, uh, yeah, he, exactly. he fell off a cliff. But I just, I just think that was so ridiculous. But ask, I, I feel he does have a great package. Ask for Covington and Markel Fultz. That's good enough. I think that's great. They're not going to get that good. Covington yeah. and Marco Fultz. And Phillies would, you know, be <coughs> perhaps... Uh, They'd probably say no to that. NBA fi- yeah, they fucking love Marco Fultz. What about Covington and Saric? What about, like... They have depth, and I think that would yeah. actually help Minnesota's, like, start building the team around Carl Anthony Towns, Wiggins, and then just a bunch, as many great assets if as they got have. Covington and Saric, that would be Teague, Wiggins, Covington, Saric, Towns? That's a great. But, that's good. And are you? But are you telling me that that's better than Portland, Denver, or Mem- uh, Memphis? Yeah, I think. So you have Minnesota in your eighth seed. But then think. I don't know. No, no, no. I'm not saying that because they don't have Covington and Sarge. <laughs> also, how do you leave Portland out? How do you that, leave like, Portland out with Lillard and McCollum and Nurkic? Yeah, there. You want to talk about team chemistry? They're running it back. Like they, they. Maybe like added one or two fringe players, Seth Curry instead of Shabazz Napier. But they're like core eight. Has been playing together for three or four years. They're kind of like the Clippers light. When they were like the Lob City, they were just like running back the same team. Chemistry was off the charts. They were overperforming a little, but then they just didn't have the, they don't have the superstar power to like make it far. And this is why I'm stressed out and sweating right now. Because if we put Portland in or Minnesota in, then you're telling me Denver with Gary Harris and... Uh, Jokic and, and Jokic and, and Isaiah Millsap. Thomas now. That's right. And 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 Paul Jamal Millsap. Murray and yeah. Millsap is not making the playoffs. How are you going to tell me that they made the playoffs last year? They made the playoffs last year. So did Portland. Yeah. So did Minnesota. <laughs> what? What am I? What do you? One of these teams isn't going to make it. Like well, sorry, two of these teams are going to make it. We're not even talking about Memphis. Well, that's right. Memphis, who tanked, got a great young asset, and this was a team that did great two years ago. So if you had to bet, you know. Well, not all your money, but let's say 80% of your cash on Denver, Portland, Memphis, or Minnesota, who gets in? All right, I'm going to, I'm going to, this is tough. This okay. is, there's no good answers here. Okay. Minnesota's out. Wow. Memphis because is out. The, Memphis out because, you know, they're a year or two Memphis older. Memphis is out because who knows how Michael Conley, Conley is going to come Gasol, back. Yeah. I, I don't know. I love Michael Conley, but like, who knows how he's going to come back? Um, 
Minnesota's out because I don't know what's happening with this Butler situation. If Thibodeau is dumb enough to bring him into camp, that's yeah. just so stupid. Get rid of him. Yeah. Um, they're not going to get much back for him, I don't think. Um, he might go to Miami and they bring back Justice Winslow. Right. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's what happens. That's what happens when these superstars demand a trade. Exactly. And if he goes to Miami and you get back Justice Winslow and like, okay, so now you have Justice Winslow. And even if you get Whiteside for it, well, you already have Towns. I don't want Whiteside. No, and you don't want Whiteside. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so Minnesota's out. And plus, I think Thibodeau is one of the worst coaches in the league. Um, so there's that. Then, what am I left to? Uh, Denver, Denver and Portland. Portland. God, I got to go De- uh, Portland. Portland. <laughs> Denver, Portland. Portland. Portland, <laughs> Portland and Denver out. No, Portland's in. Portland in. Portland, Portland my out. eighth. Yeah, Portland's your eighth. Who's your eighth? I have Denver. Just because they're bigger. So Lillard and McCollum I th- and Nurkic. Yeah. Who's their 3-4? Uh, Al Farouk Aminu and Evan Turner. Ugh, See, the Portland drops off a cliff a little bit. Yeah. Like, I don't trust Aminu or Evan Turner no. or Myers Leonard. No. Like, that sort of cabal of players that have to play meaningful uh, minutes. Yeah. They're so good up to, like, Lillard is top five, yeah. top ten player. McCollum is right there behind him. I think he makes the all-star team, star team this year. Nurkic is solid, but Man, still not great. don't talk to me about the Western All-Star team this year. That is... N- what if Butler goes to Houston for, like, Eric Gordon? Is that possible? Is that, what, is yeah, that in play? that is possible. Like, Eric Gordon and P.J. Tucker for Butler God. is a thing. God. Can you imagine? Is that is that good for Houston? Uh, yeah. <laughs> can you imagine? Uh, you're Eric like, Gordon is great. Eric Gordon's great, but can you just... So you're, like... You're playing Houston next week on Wednesday, right? Yeah. You know, like a Thursday of the week before practice. Oh, God, that's the Lakers' home opener. Why did we have to fucking schedule Houston as our, like, LeBron's <laughs> coming out for his first game, and we're going to lose by 27. And then you go, all right, so you're going to guard Chris Paul. You're going to guard Harden. Good luck. Uh, <laughs> you're going to guard Mello. Good luck. Uh, who's got Butler? Cool. Good luck. <laughs> and who's got Capella? Yeah. Good luck. That's a... If I feel so bad for Rockets fans because that would have been the maybe the greatest team of all time if not for the Warriors being the actual greatest team of all time. And Butler will take the defensive assignment of whoever he can guard one through four pretty well. Yeah, which is like what they prided themselves on. When yeah, they, they forced Golden State into seven games. So like, whoever they, I mean, if they were playing KD, yeah. Butler on KD is better than Melo on KD. That's true. I don't know if it's stoppable. KD is sort of in his sure. own stratosphere, but and they it's definitely not stoppable. But they lost Ariza, who was guarding KD. That's right. Um. So and Batmute and Bob, exactly. So I would love Butler as that replacement. <laughs> so I think it's great for Houston. And I know you lose Eric Gordon, but they picked up uh, Michael Carter Williams. They picked up also Philly picked up Wilson Chandler, underrated pickup. Right. He left from Denver. Denver. Yeah, he's like another great, like, six-foot-eight, switchable, small forward. Philly is deep. <laughs> Just to touch on, all right, so this is what we have. We have Golden State, Houston, Utah, OKC, Lakers, Spurs, Pelicans, and then we disagree a little bit at the eighth seed. I have Denver, you have Portland. And I could go 50-50 on that. And then is there anybody Is there anybody making noise at the bottom? Like, are the Clippers no. sniffing the playoffs? No, Clippers are- ain't shit. <laughs> Is this just because you're a Laker fan you hate the Clippers? No, because if your best player is Avery Bradley. Yeah, so Clippers are not. Clippers are stuck in this no man Who's their starting point guard? Uh, Milos? Okay, they're not making the playoffs. (laughs) Shea Gilgis-Alexander? Phoenix is better. Wow. Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Josh Jackson, they're better. They're going to be a fun team to watch. Trevor Ariza? I don't know if they're better. They're better. (laughs) So Wait uh, a minute, hold on. They're better than that. What about Dallas? Dallas is down there, too, stuck in... Stuck in between the tankers okay. and the team. They have Josh Jackson, Devin Boss. Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Ariza, 
Ryan Anderson ain't going to do shit. But they have TJ Warren, Bender, um, Rashawn Holmes now. Warren's like the best player most people haven't heard about. Like, yeah. This guy averaged 22 or something Otto Porter last year, too. year before. <laughs> yeah. Otto Porter. Otto Porter at least got some like playoff love. These players yeah. that are like great on teams that don't even make the playoffs, like yeah. I, I bet 90% of casual fans have not even heard about TJ Warren, but he's a... He's a, he's a scorer. Yeah. Before we go any further, I wanted to talk about another uh, sports podcast, an NFL podcast hosted by comedian Anthony Jeselnik and best friend and NFL analyst Greg Rosenthal. Uh, they once had an NFL podcast called The Rosenthal and Jeselnik Vanity Project. That show ended, but hope remained that they would one day return. Great news, listeners. They're back, and they're now part of Comedy Central's podcast network, Anthony and Greg uh, discuss sports, current events, and whether Anthony will finally get custody of Greg's children. It's a very Anthony Jeselnik podcast. If you guys are Jeselnik fans, I highly recommend it. The Rosenthal and Jeselnik Vanity Project is dead. Long live the Jeselnik and Rosenthal Vanity Project. Uh, Catch new episodes every Tuesday night wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, in that little group down there do you see anybody having a chance to jump anybody that we've talked about yet no, maybe dallas dallas ain't shit dallas sacramento clippers no um luka Doncic's a rookie deandre jordan is not a winner dirk is gonna play two minutes harrison barnes is overpaid dennis smith jr is great and athletic but he can't like carry a team in the west west matthews plays 20 minutes a game <laughs> jj beret is five six uh devin harris is good 10 years ago yeah. um, <laughs> this is like a really quick roast battle yeah i don't i don't mean i don't <laughs> Yeah, at me. <laughs> <laughs> you heard me, JJ Barea. Yeah. I think you're five foot six. At me. <laughs> I'm five seven. Come stand back to back with me. <laughs> Let's see who's taller for real. <laughs> Uh, all right, we that's the deep dive into the West. Let me just let's go out east, not as ex- uh, extensively, but who do you think wins the East? Okay, I can give you the eight teams in the East. I would bet anybody ten k that those are the eight teams in the East. <laughs> ten. Seriously. $10,000 and I have the field and you have the I exact have, eight? The, it doesn't be in order. Right, right. Any order. But like these eight will be the playoffs. Is it that big of a drop off? Yes. Okay. I so. think it's so clear and like I know people disagree with me, but like it's one of those things where it's like if you're disagreeing with me, then you're, you're basically saying like like it's, it's like you're a Trump supporter. Like I just think you're wrong. Yeah. Oh, do, so, you, do you know so, what I mean? Uh, so you do want people to at you. You do want people at to tweet ten. That's a 10K open bet. You heard it here first on Buckets. Uh-oh. Tweet at me, tweet at Bezad. They, it's open to anyone who wants it. Is it finite, just one person, or you're willing to just keep it going? Run oh, it I back. don't have that much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Okay. Look, Toronto's making the playoffs. Yep. Um, Boston. Boston is making the playoffs. Philly is. Philly's making the playoffs. The Heat, the Pacers. No, I'm not going there yet. Oh, the Bucks, the Wizards? Okay, yes. So we have Toronto. Yep. Sorry, this isn't in order, so it's hard. Yeah. Uh, the Bucks, Philly, Washington, Boston. That's five, right? Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have bet ten thousand dollars. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Um, oh yeah, the Pacers. Yep. Six. Yeah. So I have two left. Yeah. Uh, we're looking at maybe Miami, the Detroit Pistons, the Charlotte Hornets are on the fringe. The okay. Cavs are out, obviously. Cavs out. Um, New York out. Orlando out. So Miami in. Yep. Atlanta out. Brooklyn out. 
It's, you're basically saying it's the eight teams from last year, but who are you subbing in for Cleveland? It's basically Detroit or Charlotte. Got it. So how about this? The, or, bet, is, the bet is 10K, and you're giving me nine of the nine teams, eight have to make it. Exactly. <laughs> that's, a, that's a little more leeway. That le- at least makes it more of a 50-50 proposition. There is a tough dark horse here. Chicago could overachieve. <laughs> I, I'm not putting Chicago in the playoffs. The they 27 could, and 55 Bulls. Here's why they could overachieve. Okay. Zach Levine's coming in. Chris, Chris Dunn's coming in, who might be the worst starting point guard in the league outside okay. of Orlando. Okay. Um, I don't know where Alfred Payton is playing this year. No, uh, Phoenix? But, like, I don't think so. I just Googled his roster. But, <laughs> but I don't know. Um, but so, they, they do have that rookie, Wendell Carter. They do have Mark Conan, who just got out for eight weeks. They yeah. do have... Um, Levine, they do have that Valentine dude. Yeah, they, I, I think you're safe to say that the Bulls are not going to make the playoffs. Okay, so, so that's yeah. the bet. Now Charlotte, Kemba Walker, they Charlotte lost Dwight Howard. Team, yeah. Um, they got Batum. Yeah. But in Detroit, Blake Griffin, Drummond. Detroit might be the team that replaces Cleveland. I'm going to go Detroit. Got it. Detroit's my eight. So between so Cleveland's out, everyone else is in, and then Detroit takes their spot. Yeah, I'm just scared about Charlotte, but yeah, Detroit. Yeah, and then Charlotte, if you want to make that 10K bet, you, you get the Hornets. I get everyone else. Yeah. Uh, we'll have you back at the end of the year to see who you owe $10,000 to. Okay, great. Or maybe it's the other way around. Somebody will give you the cash. Yeah, I don't know why I owe $10,000 to somebody. Somebody <laughs> owes me 10K. <laughs> we'll get it on the table. Yeah. We'll do it like the World Series of Poker. We'll yeah, you give can you, give like, it to me stacks. in cryptocurrency if you'd like. <laughs> Ethereum, I'll Bitcoin, take, I'll or over. I'll take 10K in Ethereum as, as of the value it is uh, next uh, week. Which is 42 cents. Shit. I did not see that crash coming. Uh, all right, sir. Thank you for coming by. Thank you for breaking down uh, the West and the East with us. Uh, is there any place people can find you if they do want to at you, if they're saying, you know what? I don't think J.J. Beret is 5'6". I'm going to tell this guy <laughs> what I think. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Dabu and Instagram at Bezadabu. That's B-E-H-Z-A-D-D-A-B-U on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Oh, wait. Chat with me. You, true or false, you met Kobe Bryant. I did meet Kobe Bryant. Okay, let's get to this story, and then you can go. It is one of the funniest stories of of my life. Okay. Um, there is nobody, I'm in the industry, I meet famous people all the time. Yep. Nobody, like, makes me, like, feel like I'm stunned, but Kobe Bryant would. He Star was, like, Star. the one I would feel starstruck for. Um, I was in a coma, uh, spoiler alert to... Season four, episode 13, 14, and 15 of How to Get a Murder, but you're late at this point. Yeah. Um, I was in a coma, so I was like in the hospital bed. For three episodes, you're just laying down. Yeah. And I have, well, I have like a couple words. Oh, okay, good. That's pretty good, actually. I wake up from Holy a coma shit. And <laughs> That's good. And um, there was a day where Kobe Bryant was learning how to direct, so he was shadowing Shondaland directors. Sorry. Say that one more time. Kobe Bryant was learning how to direct, so he was shadowing Shondaland directors. <laughs> I didn't know Kobe this. Bryant is learning how to direct television. I mean, he was shadowing directors, yeah, okay. for Shondaland. So, as if he's like an intern at MGM or somebody famous is like nephew. for real, like yeah. exactly. I mean, yeah, he was just like going from set to set on Shondaland on the ABC studio lot. Okay. Um, the day that Kobe Bryant was on How to Get Your Murder was the day that the only scene happening that day was mine. So he's like, so he's I'm like watching help. me work. <laughs> I was like, I was like, wait, 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 wait. Kobe Bryant is literally watching monitors. That is a close up. Of my face. You're wearing a Kobe jersey underneath, like, the blue. I had no idea Kobe was going to show up. So, so I'm in, like, this monitor. This is a great story. I'm in, like, I'm in like I'm behind the monitor. I'm, like, uh. And 
this character that like my foe comes in and is like basically like, I'm gonna put a pillow over his head and kill him now because wow. if he wakes up he's gonna like rat us out kind <gasps> of thing you know, and she call they call cut, and my co-star Asian Omi King was like, oh my god, and I follow her eyes and I look on the other side and I without thinking I had this like visceral response and I was like oh my god that's my idol. <laughs> Wait, you didn't know he was going to be there no until idea. you were shooting? Until I literally turned around and saw Kobe Bryant. <laughs> and in underneath my blanket, because on when they call cut, I'm like so like in the hospital bed that I just wanted to, I have 10 minutes. I don't want to go back to my chair. So I just, I'm reading Showboat by Lo, Roland Lazenby, which is a <laughs> book about Kobe Bryant. Um, I know Kobe Bryant better than I know any other person I've ever met. Um, and I go, I just, I didn't even think about it. I was like, oh my God, you're my idol. And he walks over, and I get to talk to him. But then they're like, "All right, let's go. We're 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 shooting." So he like goes behind the monitors. He's like watching us. Did you work. ask like, "Wait, why are you here? What is happening? Am I actually in a coma? How does this compute?" I, How are you like? Oh, he's probably just shadowing. So he he's like behind the monitor, and we're like running, and my eyes are closed, and the director says, <laughs> "Cut," and this is what the director says, "Beza, I can see your eyeballs moving." underneath your closed eyelids like apparently like my eyeballs were shaking on the thing <laughs> and i was like i'm sorry i'm sorry keep in mind this is like one of the final episodes i shot i've been on, i've been on there for like 20 episodes like they know me as super professional and i was like guys i need 10 minutes oh you just call for a break i was like i need 10 minutes because you if, need a tv timeout i need to talk to kobe Bryant. <clears throat> like i need to talk to him and like you guys, otherwise I, the I, nerves are not gonna go exactly away. I, I, <clears throat> I, I was wondering is he gonna leave like, I need to talk to him. So I, we got a 10-minute break, and I sat there, and I said to Corbin, I said, do you know how hard it is to be in Chicago during your prime? I was like, do you know how hard it is to be defending you in the town of Michael Jordan for in Chicago where people are like, Michael Jordan, if you don't think he's the greatest, then you're an idiot. Yeah. I was like, do you know how hard it is to defend you in that town? And I was like, and I went through every year. I was like 2004. I was like the spin dunk on Darvin Ham. I was like <laughs> the Matt Barnes not flinching. The, the, and I, I'm just going through the whole thing. And he is so kind and he's talking to me and I keep touching his shoulder. And, <laughs> and so I had this picture. Now, I have a, a head bandage wrap, a yep. blood wound. I have makeup that has like sunken in of my eyes and I'm wearing a hospital gown. So the picture looks like a make-a-wish picture that like my final <laughs> wish was to be Kobe Bryant on my deathbed. Which the, it is. The only picture i have ever of kobe bryant is the one where i'm in a hospital gown yes it is ridiculous and i, I can't even like tell people about it because they're like you look like a make-a-wish kid <laughs> how we, was he wait did you talk to him past yeah, the 10 minutes yeah we, we i mean we talked for like he was so kind so gracious I, I i mean we talked a lot he was like i really appreciate it brother thank you so much he like looked at my eyes and like we talked and then later there was like a couple hours later there was a table read for the f next episode, uh -huh. where we all get lunch, we read the next episode. And he, like, showed up to the table read. This is fucking crazy to me. I, I didn't know Kobe had such aspirations. And because he showed up to the table read, nobody had met him yet because only me and Asia had were working early. So you got the inside track. So everybody else was, like, meeting and meeting and meeting him. And I, I was such a loser. This was one of those, like, <laughs> moments where, like, it's like the girl you like and you say the dumb thing. Yeah. I, I went up to him and I was like, Sup, man? Oh, like you said that to him, like you're old like, friends. Like we're old friends, yeah. man. Like we're close. And, and, like you're Pau Gasol. Everybody else was like, "Hi, can I take a picture?" I was like, "We already got the big. <laughs> I already know this, man. Come on, it's my guy. Can you, can you give the man some space? <laughs> like, come on, man. Can you not fangirl over Kobe? Uh, because I just did it 12 this, minutes this ago. This is my guy. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I met him, Kobe Bryant, like that, and I just I remember being like, I can't believe that I just met Kobe. Like. 
Because he just walked on set. But he watched me work. That's crazy to think. Did he have any notes for you as a shadow director? <laughs> no, he did not have any notes for me. But it was so funny. I was like, I was like, the first time I saw you live was when you guys played the Grizzlies. You had Bynum. And <laughs> he went down with an injury. And he went down with an injury. But I was like, what's amazing about that is when I saw that game, he went down with an injury against the Grizzlies, which means I saw Pau Gasol. Or, or not the Grizzlies. Who was, yeah, that's who Powell was playing for, right? Oh, and Powell was on the Grizzlies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, but that was the game that Bynum got hurt. That was the game that Bynum got hurt. So the game Bynum got hurt is the game that I also saw Powell, our future player. Wow. We, like, talked about that whole thing. Yeah. And Kobe's like, yeah, man, I guess. I don't know. I'm just here to shadow direct. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, do you think the backdrop is a little too lit right now? Kobe's trying to, like, move a light. I'm also here to shadow Gaff. <laughs> <laughs> Kobe's now a cinematographer for Modern Family, if you uh, can believe it. <laughs> He's going to win an Emmy. That's the best part, the fact that, like, Kobe, uh, our hero, is now, like, starting to try to get into our field where it's, like, Kobe's now directing, trying to yeah, direct. Man. Like, that. I guess that's the goal now, to just be an actor for a Kobe Bryant-directed show. I have a friend who's a huge Kobe Bryant fan, Laker fan, too, but also in the industry. Yeah. And he goes, you messed up, man. He goes, you were talking about him basketball. He goes, what you should have been talking about him is, like, movies and oh. film. He goes, he would have thought that was more interesting. And I was like, man, don't tell me. <laughs> How I should have done things. I don't remember the moment. I, I was, was talking. I, I was talking to him about 2002. <laughs> I was talking to him about Game Four, 2006. <laughs> but I know he remembers the game like that too. Yeah. I told him about his 60-point game. I was in a hostel in Puerto Rico. I was in San Juan, Puerto Rico, in a hostel, and I made all these people from. Con I mean, all over the world, these people—they don't know nothing about the NBA. And I was like, no, 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 no. We're going to watch the final game of this player. And I was explaining. Oh, this, was, uh, this is Kobe's last game as a Laker. Yeah, Sorry, against last Utah. Game in the NBA. Yeah. That 60 point game. It was a 60 point yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and he, I was explaining to everybody, like, who he was before the game started. Yeah. And I was, because everybody, I was telling everybody that he was so great, he was so great, he was so great. I was prepping them because, but guys, he was great. Now yeah. he's old. Yeah. So he's only going to get like 14, 15 points. Okay, guys? All right. And I was like, but like, but like, he was great. Yeah, you got to understand. You got to understand. And then he was like, great. Yeah. And I was like, no, but this is how he is. This is how he always was. This is awesome. He was less tired then, but yeah. like, he still put up this many points. And they were all like, but uh, of course, they give him the ball every time. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but that's because of this, but also this. <laughs> and also, this game matters for Utah. That game got them in the playoffs that they won. That, that game is, mattered. That was weird. That was a weird wrinkle of that game, that it sort of turned into this Harlem Globetrotter versus Washington Generals thing, but, like, Utah needed that W. And then, like, at the end of the game, when it was, like, a four-point game and he was hitting buzzer-beater threes <laughs> while getting fouled, I was like, you, if you wrote this movie, I yeah. would say it was overwritten. I would send it back with notes <laughs> and be right. like, no, he doesn't score 60 <laughs> in his final year. Yes. Okay. Just and the even number of it, 60. Exactly. Like and not like, 61 or 58. And the buzzer beater, foul, three-point, like, throwback <laughs> gems. Yeah, where no. everyone's carrying him off the court. Nope. And sh and gives a hug to Shaq. Yes, like with a fucking, like, dream sequence at the end of a show. And Utah actually needs the game. <laughs> like, nope, nope, don't buy it. <laughs> You're not buying it at all. And that was how it fucking actually happened. Yeah. And it was funny because he spent the last two years probably not going to practice, barely knowing the other Lakers' mm -hmm. names. It really crippled us for about four, five, six years, but we can't complain. His older daughter uh, got interviewed after. It was such a cute interview. And she was like, I didn't know he was that good. <laughs> and I was right. like, you better get on YouTube. <laughs> you better get on YouTube, girl. You yeah. better see what he was doing in 2004. But of course she doesn't know. She was starting to watch when he was trash. That's right. And I was like, man, you... <laughs> 
Then you don't know. You better you better get on YouTube. Uh, all right, your name again on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, B e h z a d d a b u. That's Bezadabu on both Instagram and Twitter. Good man. Thank you so much for coming by buckets. Thanks for talking shop. Thank you. This was and, fun. Yeah, we'll have you back uh, maybe around the All Star game that we we can see how our picks are doing. All right, as we, the, the Clippers are number two in the West and uh, <laughs> the Hawks are leading everything in the East. <laughs> that was a headgum podcast. <laughs>